And welcome to our audience worldwide to the program we call Illumination from the Library of Sunset Lodge, uh, number 369, right here in Santa Monica, California. I like what Brother Michael has put on our website about what our, our program is all about. It's a chance for you to get to know some of the members of our lodge, as well as to extend your knowledge of history, symbolism, and traditions of our beloved fraternity. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do it is to go on our website. That is sunsetmasoniclodge.org. Sunsetmasoniclodge.org. We're here most every Tuesday, starting at 6.30. We have a meal and 7.30, whatever else we're doing after that. If you're a brother or a non-Mason, either way, please, if you're in the area, stop by and say hello to us. We'd love to see you. Our guest today is somebody that is probably one of the backbones of our lodge. I think the world of him, he's, he's been here as long as I've been here, much longer. And it's such an honor to get to know him and find out a little bit more about him. I want to introduce you to Brother Tony Della Torre. Tony, how are you doing, man? Les, great to see you. Oh, great to see you too. Just, you've been around forever, it seems like, huh? Uh, what got you interested in Freemasonry? Well... Um, my wife and I own the flower shop that's right next door to Sunset Lodge. And so we opened up the business in the early 1980s. And there was this nice group of men next door. And we'd notice that certain evenings they would come out and they'd, uh, you know, they were our t our, also our landlords. And so we said, you know, we got to form a good relationship with these men. But they turned out to be extremely nice. We, we were not used to uh, dealing with people that were as caring as they seemed to be. Uh, normally, in the past, we had other properties that we used to rent from. Uh, people were very businesslike. They weren't very chummy or, or nice. And we noticed that there was a difference with this group. So it was kind of interesting. So it kind of piqued my interest early on. And over the years, I saw multiple uh, you know groups come in, different events, uh, etc. And I saw the kind of people who were coming in. I go, this is kind of really interesting. And, of course, they started to order flowers from us for different events, for different gatherings. Uh, and so they became, we started to know more and more of those people. And one person in particular, a person that I guess became really my Masonic mentor, um, Worshipful Robbie Robinson. Many of us in our lodge know him. Uh, I think the world of him, he was so kind to me. Uh, the second year that I was here working in the, in the flower shop, he said, uh, hey, Tony, uh, I noticed that you guys are kind of struggling during the holidays uh, because at the time, Valentine's and, and, and Mother's Day are the busiest holidays for us. It's when you have the most business and you're trying to get all the orders in and you literally don't have enough space for anything. And so he was he said, you know what, if you want, you can go ahead and use our dining hall in the lodge room to be able to set up your flowers and, you know, make it easier for you. Well, this was a total godsend. We said, oh my gosh, thank you, particularly since... About 50% of the time, give or take, it rains on that holiday. And so we were struggling because of the rain. And so at that moment, I realized, well, gosh, this is, you know, really nice. They're like, offering us the use of their lodge. And so it really changed my opinion about what was going on. And I said, wow, I need to maybe investigate this. And seeing people coming in, coming out, different events, my curiosity was piqued. And so then I started to inquire about it. And, of course, uh, Worshipful Robbie was wonderful. Uh, he told me about it. He said, look, this is what we are. This is what we do. And it was so congruent with 
kind of the way I felt. I said, this is something for me. Right. That's awesome. And plus, on top of that, they got to know you over the over the little time since you've been there. Well, it's nice that the landlord in this case, and certainly right. they were our landlords, but it was a, a group of them, all these older men, young men as well, but mostly older men, who took the time out to come over to us, talk to us. Uh, they would come over, and certainly they would come over there once a month to pick up the rent check, but right. they talked to us. They told us things. They told us things that were going on in the community. It became obvious to me that these people weren't just your normal landlords, but they really cared about our well-being and what was going on. And they looked out for my wife and all the ladies that worked there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, this is this is new and unusual. Different. For sure. Okay, so you decided, hey, this is for me. What was it like when you got your first degree? Do you remember that? I certainly do. Um, having been through a fraternity experience in the past right. i was expecting a greek fraternity experience didn't know what i was walking into but it wasn't that it was something quite different something a little more grown up something that really touched more on the esoteric and used allegory and story and symbolism which was much more interesting to me and was part of what probably attracted me more uh, I've been, uh, you know, a member of other fraternal organizations when I was in college, etc., and it was not the same. And so this became kind of a unique, grown-up, if you will, uh, approach to how to behave, how to work within a group construct. And masonry kind of provided that construct. Awesome. Real good. So that was your first degree. Mm -hmm. And it's something different, you know, for us to come the, across. The first degree in masonry is really about opening yourself up to the possibilities. And to me, at least, that's the way I took it. I said, okay, uh, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to now be joining this, this lodge of men. And what am I getting myself into? Well, I saw my mentor. I saw the people that I knew uh, who shook our hands and who were nice to us and offered us all sorts of help whenever we needed it. And I said, just by their own good works, I feel confident enough that I can take the step forward and really jump into and become a Mason. And the first degree being, well, it's about opening your eyes. At least that's the way I took it. That's awesome. Real good. So so that's your first degree. Let's move up the step to the second degree. That's, uh, I've, I've, I've told people this many times. That is my favorite degree. Mine too. Yes. Tell us about it. Second degree, and of course, as a Mason, we can only talk about it from a, a very uh, standard explanation or angle. In other words, we can't get into, because we've made promises that right. we can't share all the critical information. But the second degree is about truly opening your eyes and accepting. And in my case, it was more about uh, letting go. I had to let go and allow myself to be uh, moved through the degree and to be able to open myself up to learn something new. The second degree to me was about putting structure and everything into place. And it started to make more sense about what masonry really was all about. Right. And the lessons involved with it. Listen to L learn. Lessons, symbology, allegory, stories. Yes. All these things that we wow. do in masonry. Right. 
Okay, real good. Um, take a break here. We are, you're listening or watching the program we call Illumination from the Library of Sunset Lodge number 369 in Santa Monica, California. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, just look us up on the web. Our web address is sunsetmasoniclodge.org. Sunsetmasoniclodge.org. We're here most every Tuesday. Once you get in touch with us, if you're going to want to come by and we'll make sure uh, let you know if we're open or not. There's vast majority of the time we probably are, but just check just in case. And whether you're a Mason or not, we would love to see you. Come by, have a bite to eat with us at 6.30. And if you got any questions, feel free to ask. We, we love to we love to see you. Now, Brother Tony, we have gone over the first two degrees. And then there's the third degree. Tell uh -huh. me about your experience with the third degree. The third degree for me was an awakening. Um, certainly, it is about putting aside your past, at least for me, putting aside your past preconceptions and allowing everything to kind of come together. The third degree to me was about understanding the lessons that I'd been learning, and it was a combination of symbology and certainly the play acting, I'll call it, which is uh, what we go through. We, we go through and we try to learn not just by reading something, but by living it, by living through it. Mm. And so we go through the process of, of hitting all the different senses, if you will. Yes. We visually, uh, you know, our acuity is, is increased, obviously, it is partially, you're partially blind when you do some of it. You're partially open when you do some of it. But it's that. It's the sounds, the smells. All those things, all those senses that you have, have to come into play. And you truly find out about how comfortable you really are in your own skin. At least for me, that's the way it was. Right. It was an awakening. Hmm. One of the things that I love so much about the, especially uh, nothing against the first degree, it's very powerful, but I know I, I began seeing it in the second and third degree are the symbols. You were bringing up the symbols and how important they are. What do they mean to you? Symbols speak differently to most people, to different people. Uh, they have meaning depending upon your personal experience uh, the, the things that you've experienced in your life. So I think we all interpret them a little bit differently, but there are some symbols that are very universal. And with a combination of what I'll call universal symbology, as well as personal symbols that have meaning to you directly, enables, in my, my opinion, and this is kind of my own thinking about this, That's what I is, hear. <laughs> is that uh, as you grow in practice, in reading, in experiencing what really the, um, the mystery school of masonry provides. It's really about opening yourself up and opening all sorts of, of ways in which you can look at things. And it really allows you to become a free-thinking person, in my opinion. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No worries. Um, so we masons, we call ourselves free and accepted masons. What does that mean? To me, I mean, well, let's go back to the past. Free and accepted meant that you were a free man. You didn't belong to any lord or you weren't a serf. Uh, you didn't have to serve anybody because certainly in the past, you could be a slave. You could you could be someone who was an indentured servant, etc. So a free person. 
But today, a free person to me is a free person who has the freedom to think for themselves, to be able to uh, read, comprehend, and make decisions based on the information that they receive, based on feeling. Uh, all your senses help you to come through. And so to be a free person, to me, to be free and accepted, Mason, yes. we're free to think for ourselves. We're free to make decisions. We don't allow the news or other people to try to dissuade us or change our thinking. It's why I'm so careful and why I, when I listen to the news, yeah. it has to go through a filter. Wait a minute, how much of this is really real? I'm a free thinking person and I truly want to think for myself. I don't want someone else to tell me, this is what this means. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. I question everything. I'm one of those people who says, I won't take everything by face value. So I'm a free thinker. Free thinker means think for yourself and make your own choices. So free and accepted. What does accepted mean? Traditionally, accepted means well, you were accepted into a body which accepted you based on rules, structure, etc. But there is freedom in having that structure. Uh, what I'll say to you is that uh, I think that many people, I mean, we certainly have an educational system, a process in modern life, where you can go in and you can learn what they teach you in school, but much of what they teach you in school doesn't really apply or it doesn't help you to grow as a person, as an individual. How you treat others, how you treat, you know, that's part of what philosophy, that's part of what religion is supposed to do. It's supposed to give you rules and, and ways to be able to deal with others. Masonry started as a way of being able to allow groups of people, in this case men, to be able to work together as a team and to be able to respect each other, work congruently with each other so that they could build those massive buildings, the cathedrals that we have from the Middle Ages and certainly building from the past because in masonry, we look back and we say we have the legend going back all the way back to the building of King Solomon's Temple. You know, what is considered to be one of the most, at least from history and from legend, the most beautiful building, the most important building ever built on this planet, simply because there was perfection in the way in which it was laid out. It's architecture. It's not only was it beautiful, it was functional and it was mathematically perfect. And so how do you take that and say, now how do I use this in modern work? Well, we Masons say, hey, the rules, regulations, the, the, the way in which you work in a community of people who are working towards one possibility, one successful outcome, there's ways that you have to behave and there's ways that you have to interact with others. Masonry is really big about brotherly love, relief, and truth. So brotherly love, getting along with everybody. It's important. Relief, helping your brother who might need your help or sister or anyone else. It's caring about yourself, caring about the community and being involved in the community and being part of it and truth speak the truth don't play games don't have a situation where you are really someone different you need to have that centering that grounding that makes you an important person in the community as well as a valued person because not only can you do good things for others 
for yourself, for your family, but you're also a credit to the community. And I think that's what's really important. So that's free and accepted. Free to think, accepted because you are using the tools and the methodology to be able to achieve a positive income, uh, outcome. Coming right. Out. right. You brought up some great stuff and great things. How have they helped your life? Well, it certainly has helped my life. Uh, you know, I would have sworn I turned this off. I apologize about that. Go ahead. Okay. How has it helped my life? Well, it has certainly allowed me to become more of a teacher, believe it or not. Uh, I'm now, what, 58 years old. Uh, I've been in this lodge, what, since 2008? Uh, so it's kind of a while. It's now 2019. I have seen many men come and go. And one of the greatest things that I've really enjoyed is the interaction with, with some of the younger men who, interestingly to me, have wonderful experience in various modern things, but seem to be lacking in training as far as some things that I think are important in a good society. I'll give you an example. Uh, this has come up a few times. I'll see a brother who's struggling with something. And I'll go up to him and say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, what's going on here? And I'll try to give him a suggestion as to how to proceed. And then I'll begin to realize, you know what? That's part of what masonry is about. It's about helping out the people around you to grow and become better men. Uh, the saying in masonry is, we make good men better. Or we take men and make them better. Right. Well, by better, that means to help them out in their endeavors as well. Help them learn. Um we had some some men, for example, that uh, knew nothing about what to do when it came to dealing with funerals. When, when someone dies, uh, what is the protocol? Uh, what do you do? Uh, they had no understanding because their education system, their family support unit, didn't teach them how to deal with these things. So I sat down, and in fact, I even wrote a letter to some of the brothers. I said, look, in a situation, this, these are the things that you do. These are the kind of flowers you consider sending. These are the type of cards, the type of attention that you need to give to this. Because most of these younger men have no experience with this. They hadn't experienced death, change. And, um, you know, when I saw some brothers having trouble with this, I approached them and I talked to them. And they appreciated the fact that I basically took out my time to mentor them. So that of being a mentor in a society like ours is everything. And I've come to realize that that is one of the true values of this fraternity. Mm. That people who care, in other words, brothers who care about others, will take their time to teach and share and become mentors to the younger boy, younger gentlemen, and to help them grow and become better people. And multiple ways in which that can be done. And so it's been my joy to do that and probably will continue doing that as well. Right. And I do come from a family of teachers, uh, everyone in my family. I mean, my grandparents, my parents, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins are all teachers. I was the black sheep that uh -oh. didn't become a teacher. <laughs> all right, real good. Well, you are watching or listening to the program Illumination from the Library of Sunset Lodge number 369, right here in sunny Southern California in Santa Monica. If you want to reach us, just look us up on the web. That is, the web address is sunsetmasoniclodge.org. 
sunsetmasonicalodge.org. We'd love to hear from you. If you're in the area, please stop by. Get in touch with us just to let us know um, that you're coming, and we'd love to see you. We are here most Tuesdays, starting at 6.30 with a meal and 7.30, whatever we're doing, whether it's a degree practice or a stated meeting and so forth. Whatever. We'd love to see you. Come on by. Well, Brother Tony, that's awesome. You know, you've, you've told about how you have applied it to help others. How have you applied it to help yourself? Great question. Um, part of what we learned in Masonry is how to, and this is part of your degrees, in fact, is about how to control yourself, how to uh, learn to, as we say, subdue your passions. Now, that may sound like a negative thing to some people, but it is not. It is about being able to listen to your inner voice and making the right choices. Something that sometimes we just don't do in regular life. In regular life, we allow others or other types of programming, whether it is advertisements, etc., program, TV programs, whatever, to kind of help us, you know, to help make us or help us make up our mind about how we're going to do things, how we're going to behave, how we're going to be treating others. Well, no. It should be something that is with within you. And I've come to realize that Masonry has demanded from me that I change myself, that I uh, go ahead and uh, uh, form, uh, have a thought form and say, you know what, I'm going to do the following because it is the right thing to do. It may not be the easiest thing, but it is the right thing to do. So I will take out the time to approach this person. I'll take out the time to say, I'm sorry that I did this other thing or Whatever it is, the idea is to be a gentleman. The idea is to be a person who helps others and is a credit, not only to our organization, but to our community. It really polishes our personal integrity. That's what I see a lot. It really does seem to do that. So you've spoken a lot about the history of masonry. You've given us a good little idea about that. What do you see about the future of our lodge here at Sunset? Because I know we've got a lot of great young people. I think I was talking to Brother Michael about this earlier. This is like our fourth or fifth, third degree we've done this year. It's amazing. And, you know, we're growing like mad and we're getting some great people that actually are part of the, this lodge. It's building so much more. What do you see for the future for us? Well, I've seen our lodge go from when I first came in the early 1980s. Our lodge was, as some know, was pretty much dying. It was mostly older men. There wasn't a lot of young blood, a lot of young interest. The brothers at the time either didn't have the ability or didn't know how to reach perhaps the younger men. But that has really changed. Uh, the men coming into our Sunset Lodge, certainly today, are all young. We're mostly in their 20s and early 30s. Uh, they're vibrant. They have wonderful ideas. They really want to move forward. So the future of the Lodge is with the young men that have come in. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And the future of the Lodge is that to, in my opinion, push out forward. It'll be about being more engagement with our community. Uh, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Hmm. It's wonderful to sit here within our own four walls and to do our thing. In other words, learn the philosophy and use the tools that are available and the different uh, systems that we have available, but it is certainly also about progressing or showing uh, those fruits out to the general community. 
by providing the charity drives and some of the other work that we as Masons do because our fraternity is very much into relief or into helping people with charity. Uh, there are multiple charity or, or charitable organizations related to Masonry. And we're part of that. We are certainly part of that community. And it's important that we keep that foremost in our minds. It's We're a positive influence. And it is our philosophy. It is our thinking. It is our desire and will to manifest good things, not only for our own families and group, but for everybody around us. It's really what masonry was really meant to be. Yes. At the Blue Lodge level, what are we about? Community. Yes. Awesome. And I've said this a couple of times on this program, that the idea, I think why we're growing are because of the three basic tenets, brotherly love, relief, and truth. And I think many times lodges do not practice brotherly love. That was true. Yet, if you, I've, and I hate to say this, I guess because we've got human beings on this world, is that I've seen lodges where you see bickering and just, you know, this person doesn't like that person. This, but, and, you know, you cannot then step into relief and do any good. Correct. And I've, I think there's a portion of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, a whole chapter. It says, you know, you could, you could uh, have the most money in the world and give all the money to the community. But if you don't have love, it's nothing. And I think personally, just my, my truth, as we talked about, is that that's what was killing masonry for a long time. And that's why people weren't growing. And I think our lodge developed that core value of loving one another, supporting one another, doing many of the things you spoke of. And then from there, it whatever we did magnified even more. The world might not know what's going on, but they see the spirit in which we do it in. And you were talking about seeing that so much when you when you started renting next door and yes. what type of men were doing that? It was, it was a real obvious thing. For, for me, at least from my perspective, uh, the 1980s was an era, and for those of you that lived through it, was an era of uh, the me, uh, you know, uh, generation. Uh, we were all hell-bent on making money and being successful. And, and then the 90s came and it was slightly different. There was, uh, you know, uh, society started to change a little bit more and people wanted to to seek out new things. And then the, the, the new millennium, the 2000s came and, and there was further change. And then the new, uh, the group we now call the millennials of now, who are now the young group, right. you know, in their 30s. They are now the, the main group. And their thinking has changed. They don't we want to be different from their parents and from their grandparents. They want to have more interest in community, more interest in doing the right thing. Whatever the, that is, the right thing is what we want to follow. And so it's no longer about just me, 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 the way perhaps previous generations were kind of geared towards success, but it's now more open. I think that we're bringing and we're attracting those kind of people, people who say, I want, I know there's more out there. I want to learn and I want to be a better person. There's got to be better tools. I'm not interested in religion. I'm not interested in, you know, this deep, heavy philosophy, but I want something that's universal and that will work and that I can do so in an environment whereby I am helped and I have mentors and I have people who help me, but who allow me to be my own self, be my own person and feel like I'm in control of my life, that you're not trying to brainwash me or change me or no. do anything. Masonry allows that because it says 
we don't espouse any religion. We don't espouse any particular philosophy. We're a conglomeration of many things. But what we do espouse is your freedom to think for yourself, your freedom to be able to move forward and help the community as you go. Right. And as time goes by, you saw yourself learning from others. Yes. And then there came a time where you all of a sudden realized you were teaching others. Yes. It became obvious to me. I said, well, maybe the next step in masonry is really to start to teach. Because so many people now grow up without the traditional household. That of having a father and a mother and grandparents. And you can learn from their experiences and they can become your mentors. Well, that was great in the 50s and the 60s. Uh, you know, in the 70s when I was growing up, but now in the 80s and 90s and the 2000s and, and further, you know, we're now, it's a different household. We come from single parent homes. We may not have the ability and mentors in our lives. Uh, many uh, people now, uh, their schooling is no longer going to a traditional brick and mortar school. Right. They're learning at home. They, they're homeschooled. Yes. They don't know and don't have the experience of how to deal with people on an interpersonal level, how to deal with adversity, how to deal with, uh, you know, someone who wants to be mean to you. And gee, how do I deal with how that? How do you deal with it? Right. So many people in our modern life no longer have the skill sets to be able to deal with this. And masonry on a particular level will now can now help them to accept and really receive some of this training that they never received. Never before. All right. Man, we could go on for a lot longer than this. Brother Tony, thank you so much. Thank you for your insight you have. You have shared so many wonderful things with us. A big thank you to Brother Michael Walbach, who's been our engineer and the backbone of this program today. Until next time, goodbye.